There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi and USA Networks. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 9 of the event series, The Purge. Oh, lordy. Was not expecting what happened. Like, not even a little bit. Yeah. So, before we get into all that. Trials everywhere. Oh, my God. Before we get into that, why don't you hit us with the ratings news? All right. Episode 9 brought in a 0.37 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.917 million viewers making it the fifth overall cable show for the day. We have a live plus three for episode seven. It tied for 21st in adults 18 to 49, going from a 0.4 to a 0.8 for an increase of 100%. And the live plus seven for episode six, tied for 11th in adults 18 to 49 total gain, increasing from 0.4 to 0.8. It tied for 20th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain with a 100% increase. It was 10th in viewers total gain, increasing from 1.010 to 2.024 for an increase of 1.014 million viewers. And it wow. was yeah, and it was 15th in viewers percentage gain, increasing by 100%. Wow. Yeah, that's some awesome numbers there. Yes. Okay. So, first of all, we're really down to two storylines now. Yeah. So much has converged. So, episode nine was entitled, I Will Participate. Okay. That sounds great. Guess that means somebody's going to purge. Yeah. So, let's start with Miguel because we already know Penny was taken. And of course, he's going to be like super half cocked and ready to go get, get her. Right. So thankfully, Pete's going to work with them because Pete's got a little more like level-headedness happening. Right. So first, he at least grabs all the kids who are on the cult bus and ushers them in. They're like, you're going to be safe here because they've seen what happened. And besides that, unless they're just going to start walking down the street, they're not getting dropped off anywhere. No. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, like I said, Miguel wants to take off and Pete's like, we need a plan. Right. And so he goes to the security footage. So he's pulling up the photos to try to see what he can get. Well, he gets the van's license plate, which Pete was a cop. He's able to get the address that goes with those plates and find out about Joe. Right. Well, a little bit anyway. Yeah. And it's interesting. All the stuff that we start getting in this episode, like little pieces. Right. It's like, okay, the picture is all coming together. But Miguel and Pete take off into this lawless night and they're pretty well packed with weapons yeah but they end up at a roadblock and pete's like let me take care of this and of course this group of purgers 
I'm like, you have to pay the toll. And it was all women. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. It's like, okay, they're sticking together, much like the matron saints. Right. Nobody's taking one, right? Yeah. And he's trying to talk his way through, and Miguel gets out, and Pete's like giving him like the hold off sign. Right. And he's like, I'm Pete. And they're like, I don't care. I'm Pete the cop. And all but one girl is like, oh. Yeah. And this is when I had to text Steve, and I'm like, what's going on? Because we get some information, which I think would be great if they do another episode to go back or another season to go oh, back and you yes, talk about this. Absolutely. This would be a good storyline to follow because apparently Pete was involved with something called Blue Friday, where the other officers in his precinct decided that, yes, on purge night, they would basically start taking their own justice on these criminals and he stopped them from doing that because we find out they were dirty cops too yeah so would it have just been criminals now on one hand you can see it it's like okay you get frustrated with the system okay you know that there's this person who is like beating his children and his wife and or significant other and they put them in the hospital and they keep getting let off or this drug dealer and I can I can see a cop getting frustrated and be like I'm taking oh, these people yeah, out. Absolutely. But when we find out that they were dirty cops, it's like, oh, they're just gonna take out all sorts of people. Right. And Pete went against them and that's how he got in trouble with his higher ups. We get a little bit of the information. Right. But that's how he became off limits to purgers. Yeah. And the one girl I thought was gonna try to go after him anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> she didn't know. And Pete explaining this as they're driving to Joe's house. And he's like, there's going to be a time where I'm not off limits because people won't even know what happened. Right. And it's kind of interesting because you think back to the movies and you had one of the women whose name escapes me right now, who was running around in an ambulance that night. Same thing. Like she did something big and way back kind of made a name for herself. And so she's off limits. Right. So it's like, okay, so some people are doing things that are good and they're at least getting like that street cred where they're like, we're not going to screw with them because they actually did something for us. Right. But as they continue their journey, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, you have one girl who looked to be close to the same age as the rest of them, but already didn't know. Right. So this is going to last, what, another five years, maybe? Yeah, at the most. Yeah, I think things could go bad soon, but I'd like to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, I would too. But the pair end up at Joe's house. And it's interesting, too, because Miguel's like, oh, I'd like to live in a place like this. And he's like, this is the suburbs. It's just as bad the city. It just doesn't look like it. Right. It's like, ooh, interesting. Yeah. Well, and you kind of got the feeling that the roadblock was basically a bunch of housewives protecting their neighborhood. Say, no, you're not coming in this neighborhood and killing people. You've got to oh, see, I didn't us, even think about that. First. Yeah, oh, yeah. At least that that's what I took it as. Oh, yeah, like blocking their subdivision or something. Yep. I can see that. Yep. But when they go to the house, like they're trying to check it out, it's booby traps. Yeah. But thankfully, Miguel was able to at least get one of them fixed so they can get past it. Right. Defused. Is really the word I want. <laughs> but they go in and can't find anything. And then you hear Joe's dad. 
who's like, Joe, is that you? Really? Yeah. If somebody's in there and he didn't say, Dad, it's me, that you really want to yell out? Right. Do you not know what the day is? Yeah. We find out that his father is deathly ill, and he's just thinking it's hilarious because nothing's going to stop his son from doing what he needs to do. Right. He's like, do you even know what your son's got going on? Have you seen his little art project? He's like, yeah, he's going to purge at that school. Yeah. And I loved it because there was so much shit up on that wall. Pete actually picked out that there was a school up there. Right. And he's like, wait, that's a closed down high school, right? Yeah. And the dad's just laughing. And Michael's yeah, like, what do we do? be able to get in anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, go ahead and kick the bucket already. I'm like, okay. Well, good or bad, this is going to happen. And they get in the car, and this is what I thought was weird. I'm like, how the hell did these guys track them? Because they're about to drive away, but before that happens, Miguel's like, RPG, they jump out, disappear, because they're not there. Right. And the back of that Chevelle just goes up. You go, oh, no. All their weapons. Yeah. All the weapons, that beautiful car. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rex, you're a dead man. But how did he find them? You just happened to follow from the bar? I mean, what? what? I have a feeling that, yeah, he probably had some of his men hanging out around the bar. And as soon as they got in the Chevelle and drove off, he got called. I guess. I just was like wondering about that. But Rex is like, I told you not to mess with my business. Now, pull out the bodies. Otherwise, nobody will believe us. Right. Okay, who's nobody? Paid. Yeah. And, oh, hey, there's nobody there. The guy's like, there's nobody in here. There's no bodies. Good. They got out. Yay. Yeah. But are they going to make it? And does this mean everybody's going to converge on the high school then? Right. Unless Rex gets in and gets the information from his dad, which it wouldn't surprise me. That's true. Although I kind of want him to go in their front door. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Go ahead, go kick that in. Yeah, you get what you deserve, but no, I kind of expect the final episode to be just everybody a massive dies. bloody mess in the school. I believe that. Yep. Well, last episode we found out about Joe, that he wasn't saving people like we thought. Well, we didn't know what he was doing for no, the longest we time, didn't. but... It appeared to be saving people, but no, he was saving them so he could purge them. Yes, because this is the people who profited or wronged Joe in some way. What? Yeah. So we have Penelope, Jane, Rick, Jenna, and three other people, which is interesting because the one woman, we thought he just happened upon her. Right. The first one who had people breaking in. Because he was looking at something on his phone, looked back to see it happen. But she's one of them. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Makes me wonder who that couple was in that grocery store then that he was like so upset that he couldn't grab. Right. Yeah. What possibly could they have done wrong to him? Right. Well, apparently this is months of planning. Yeah. And he, he was able to tag them like a chemical tracker, which explains how he was able to find Jane. Yep. But how weird is that? Yeah. And it's like, what is going on? Well, Joe wants justice, and we're going to hold a trial. I'll present my case, and you can defend or confess. And then if I accept it, 
you'll receive mercy. He doesn't say set free. No. <laughs> he says mercy. So first up is a former classmate who apparently bullied him into doing his homework and humiliated him where like he wasn't even allowed to go to the bathroom. Right. And yeah. so Joe ended up young Joe. I don't know if this was supposed to be like grade school, high school. Uh, yeah, it had to be high school. He ends up peeing his pants. And of course, this goes back and forth. And the guy keeps saying, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And finally, he admits it was. And he's like, I'm sorry. I was a jerk. Because Joe even says, my dad beat me because I got suspended because I was outside going to the bathroom. And I let you do this to me. And Charlie's like, I'm homeless. I've been homeless for I don't remember how many years, he said. Many years. He's like, maybe that's my punishment. Right. So you you kind of feel bad for Joe and you understand. But I'm like, holy crap, he's holding on to this for how long? Yeah. And then he's like, I forgive you. And he hugs him and stabs him. At the same time. Yeah. It's like, okay, I gave him mercy. Yeah. What the hell? Wow. And then he drags him away. Holy crap. That's all. I was like, well, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, but it gets worse. Yeah. Because, of next- course, yeah, next is Eileen, who was the woman who relayed the message that they were shutting down his former place of work and just not good. Now, of course, before he lets her out, we have a little conversation with Jane trying to get all of them on the same page that they're going to get through this. If we work together, there's more of us than him. Joe opens the cage, and what does Eileen do? She bolts it. Yeah, way to stick to the program. Yeah, runs off the stage and up the aisle, gets to the doors, opens them wide, and gets blasted. You should have known when he was just like, oh, Eileen, don't run. It's like, uh uh-oh. Yeah. The hell? He had already told him there's no getting out and no getting in. The whole place is rigged. You did not do that in one night, dude. No. (laughs) So everything you've done is illegal. Absolutely. And then we get Jane. And I really thought she was still going to try, like, to rush him. Right. But I think everybody was so freaked out about Eileen getting shot by just the door. Right. Yeah, it blew her 10 feet back. So she took the blunt of a couple of big shotguns. Yeah. Oh, Jane, we get a flashback. And they went on a date once from a dating app. And boy, was that awkward. Oh, big time. Yeah. Because Jane's like, oh, this is a little less fancy than I thought. And he's like, well, not like you were dressed for fancy. And she's like, okay. Now, at that point, I can see it being like, all right, I'm going to let this go. Right. But then it just went downhill from there. Oh, absolutely. Joe just makes racist remarks, insisting that Jane received her job because of her race. Oh, that she should be loud and sassy. Right. Oh, just and that the only reason she got into that real good college was... Because they had to make a quota. Right. I was like, oh my god, dude, stop talking. Yeah. Just stop. So, of course, Jane excuses herself to go to the bathroom and never comes back. 
And that yeah, was she a, paid for a meal. Yeah, she paid for both meals. And that's what pissed them off too. Yeah. Wow. And so when Joe's like confess and she's like, Yeah, I did that because you were being a jackass. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I've had to sit and deal with comments like that from people all my life. And no, I'm not gonna sit and laugh one more time. And really, you wanna purge me and kill me because of a bad date? Yeah. <laughs> Most people just put on their big girl pants and move the hell on. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, really? Then why'd you purge your boss earlier? So she does confess to that. And she's like, it doesn't make me feel better. And it's not going to make me feel less shameful. Right. And it's not going to make my life easier. Nope. But see, at this point, I'm kind of surprised she didn't say, because he was also touching me. Okay. Yeah. This was not just a bad date. He put hands on me. Yeah. He was letting other people put hands on me. This was something different than a craptastic date. Right. That really, I can't believe you're holding on to the fact that it was a bad date. Right. Good God. And of course, when Joe points his gun at Jane, that's just enough to set her off. She is able to knock it out of his hand and begins to fight back. And then he gets on top of her and is strangling her. Right. And he's like so pissed and you hear him like yelling and then she's like stops struggling and it's like, crap, is she dead? I was hoping she was faking it. Right. And then like as he dragged her away to go put her with the other ones, she was going to grab his gun and shoot him. Right. That didn't happen. No, it so didn't. I don't know if he killed her or just strangled her to the point where she's like knocked out. Right. Like I wasn't sure. And I did text Steve with this one. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, I did not see this coming. No. Is she dead? I'm still not sure though. No, not at all. And it's like, that was some kind of cliffhanger to leave us on. <laughs> right. And then Penny's like, I've never met you before. Why are you purging me? Yeah. And it turns out because when he held the door, she didn't say thank you. And you're what's wrong with this world. And oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you something. I had surgery on my foot. I'm using a knee walker. Do you know how many assholes will stand in front of the door? Yeah. Not even move over so I can open it myself. I had one. I was leaving a restaurant. And he's standing there in front of the door. And I'm like, excuse me. Oh. And he moves out. Doesn't grab the door for me. No. So I'm fighting with this thing, which if you've ever seen them, they're not exactly super easy to deal with when you're trying to get a door. Nope. So I open the door. And then... As I'm opening the second door to leave, all of a sudden he's like, oh, you're leaving? I'll get the door. And he grabs the other door on the other side. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm thinking about this. I'm like, should I say thank you? Or should I just look at him like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Like, seriously, I this was going through my head. And I'm like, this is really strange. I don't know how to react to this. Right. But then you... I'm not about to go kill somebody because yeah. they didn't hold the door open for me. Right. Not like Joe. Right. So, Joe, I think he had a whole lot of other shit pent up. Right. And so now, out of the people we started with, we have Penelope, Rick, and Jenna, and one other woman who we found out worked at either a hospital or insurance company because she did say, I turned down your father because he's terminal. Anybody would have done it. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah. You're just done. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no way you're getting out of this alive. Right. But, but he, yeah, it's not her turn yet. Right. But 
And I thought it was interesting though because in the in the cell, Jenna's like, "You need to tell me why he thinks we wronged him." Right. And he's like, "He did security system for us." So that's how he got in, which is interesting because I think that's how he got into Jane's bosses too. Right. Absolutely. Because we did find out too in the date that he started doing security uh, systems. Yep. Okay. So you kind of recreated yourself. That's great. But this is also one reason that I get nervous about people who are selling security systems because it's uh-huh. like, what if they have the codes? They know how to get in. What if they disable everything? Oh, my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. I don't even have one. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm going to die. No, that's why you have a big dog and booby traps. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, this one shocked me. I don't know about you, but this yeah. this one really shocked me because I was not expecting this from Joe at all. No. What did you guys think about it? Were you expecting this is the way it was going with Joe? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y talk. Or go over to www.sci-fi-fangirlzone.com. <laughs> Look, I'm just adding new web pages for us. You can go to our contact page. Yeah, Sci-Fi just hired us. Wow. Yeah, that would be amazing. (laughs) If you're listening, Sci-Fi, I do want to work for you. Yeah. I just can't afford to live in LA. You can have Sci-Fi talk as well. (laughs) Check out the webpage. Go to the contact page. You can hit us up from there. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this because this is an awesome show. I want more. I really do. Oh, absolutely. Oh, so for this really unexpected episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangrelas. And I'm Steve. I'm not a bomb tech, but I think I can disable it. Maybe step back. And until next time. <laughs>